every once in a while you have an event so comically disastrous that it fascinates the entire online world. Whether it's something as small as DashCon with its now infamous ball pit, or something as massive as 2017's Fire Festival, which spawned multiple documentaries and court cases after the doomed music festival stranded a bunch of rich idiots on an island in the Bahamas with nothing but booze, sandwiches, and FEMA tents in order to keep them occupied and housed. Well, this week, the entire world was able to feast its eyes on yet another one of these type of disasters. And this one had such an incredible combination of absurdity that it might go down as one of the funniest frauds of this entire year. Come with me and we'll see a train wreck that we all will laugh at. Thank you for altering the lyrics. We didn't want to get hit yeah. with copyright, of course. We, we do not. This is original IP yes. we're doing here, guys. And now this, uh, this disaster in particular, it stole. It had all the elements. It stole from culturally relevant IP. It ripped off everyone, including the people who it employed. And it made children and families so upset that they literally called the cops. So the Willy Wonka experience in Glasgow, Scotland was promoted as a larger-than-life, immersive, magical experience, all thanks to the help of a technology that has overtaken the world by storm, mm -hmm. generative artificial intelligence, giving us a first-hand look at what it's actually capable of once you peel back the curtain. Yeah, it's a real-life demo wow. of what it can really do. So the event webpage the promotional material, the descriptions, even the scripts for the actors were all done using AI, which is so painfully obvious once you see the actual advertisements that anyone with a passing knowledge of the technology would have definitely known this was gonna be a scam. Yep, just one brief glance at those promotional materials and you would think- uh, It's got words that just are jumbles of letters. And we'll get to it, but even just the, the visualizations of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, those lollipops look melted and weird. Generative AI, ge generate AI is a, <laughs> it's a, you know, it's it's great for false advertising. It's it's really showing its use case mm -hmm. there. So let's start at the beginning and walk you through this hilarious disaster, which might actually take longer than the in-person immersive experience itself. Mm -hmm. And if you go get some candy from your kitchen, you'll also instantly have more sweets than anyone who went on a tour of this. Chocolate factory. Yeah. As you're probably already aware, any images that we show you of promo materials for the event that pop up on the screen uh, were made with AI, which is why they all look unsettling, disjointed, and wrong. But it wasn't just the graphics that were done with AI. It was everything from the scripts that the actors had to memorize for their roles, all the way down to the description and buzzwords used on the digital flyers. Now first, let's take a look at the official website, along with the descriptions and artwork for the event, so you can put yourself in the shoes of a parent who is eager to impress their kids with a trip down to a fantastical chocolate factory modeled after and referencing a franchise that was just reinvigorated for an entirely new generation thanks to that recent Timothy Chalamet film. Timothy Chalamet. Indulge in a chocolate fantasy like never before. Capture the enchantment. Dive into the whimsical of Willie's chocolate experience. <laughs> whimsical what? The whimsical, Elliot. <laughs> Dive into the whimsical of Willie's chocolate experience. A place where chocolate dreams become reality. Book your adventure now and embark on a journey filled with wondrous creations and enchanting surprises at every turn. They definitely got the surprises uh, that part That sounds right. great. Mm -hmm. I'm going to sign up. Were these, these tickets were like 50 pounds I saw when? I think they were $50. It was like 35 pounds or something like that. Oh, I saw one Scottish woman. The only thing uh, out of her mouth that I understood was 50 pounds. 
Yeah, well, uh, look, if you... If you're looking at the website, the promo materials, you're checking the What's On Glasgow uh, yeah. website, you're like, okay, we'll get to go hang around in Willy Wonka's factory. That seems like it's worth 50 pounds it, for the It's kids. especially, like, I've never been to Glasgow, and it is one of my, one of the main destinations in the world that I'd love to go to, because it is, like, it's a, apparently, there's a lot to do there. It's yeah. a magical city, wonderful architecture, like, just plenty to do. So yeah. the fact that this happened there is just extra... It's just, mm. yeah. Anyway, more from this uh, this ad copy. Enchanted Garden. Your journey begins in an enchanted garden with giant sweets, vibrant blooms, mysterious-looking sculptures, and magical surprises that add an extra layer of wonder to your chocolatey experience. Navigate through peculiar but enchanting garden, collecting delicious beans of all colors, shapes, and sizes. Who knows? Perhaps you might be able to grow your your very own enchanting garden. <laughs> Imagination Lab, trademark, <laughs> in the Imagination Lab, prepare to be captivated by a visual spectacle. Encounter mind-expanding projections, optical marvels, and exhibits that transport you into the realm of creativity. This space invites you on a surreal journey where the boundaries between reality and fantasy harmoniously merge, resulting in an enchanting and visually striking encounter. Brace yourself for an adventure that will leave you spellbound. Twilight Tunnel, trademark. <laughs> <laughs> In the Twilight Tunnel, get ready for an exhilarating and immersive adventure. Journey through a dimly lit passage adorned with captivating projections, enigmatic sounds, and surprising turns that will immerse you in suspense and excitement. It's a heart-pounding experience you've never experienced before. In the graphic for this segment of the tour, there are a few descriptions of what to expect. So we're gonna read those for you now as they're written and see if you can figure out what they mean because these were all just hallucinated <laughs> by the AI. Lightning, dim dick six, <laughs> dim tight, twirting, depractions, dodjection, vivu sounds, enigemic sounds, ungarevel, svide, empretty, unexpected twits. Now, you, you're blaming this on AI, but clearly this, uh, whoever wrote this is a scholar of Lewis Carroll. And yes. This is just an extension of Jabberwock. I will say uh, the, the unexpected twits is it lines up with the original Gene Wilder movie pretty well. I wasn't expecting all these twits. <laughs> these kids are up to nothing but trouble. They don't want candy at all. The next section also features some incredible descriptions on the graphic, but let's read the description first. Captivating entertainment. Experience captivating live performances featuring charming characters singing original catchy tunes. Marvel at extraordinary props, oversized lollipops, and a paradise of sweet treats. This event guarantees an immersive and delightful entertainment experience suitable for aged three plus years old. And here's how it's pitched on the graph. Yeah. Encharining entertainment. <laughs> cat <-gacating. laughs> Live performances. <laughs> Karchi tons, exarsidre lollipops, a passadice of sweet teats, glub glub. <laughs> and as you saw previously, all of this was accompanied by some of the most blatant AI-generated art imaginable. Like it is the if you had to show one someone an example of how bad AR, AI art looks like to to look out for it in the future, this is what you mm -hmm. would show them. So yeah, what was it like when people finally entered Willie's chocolate experience? Well. Unfortunately for attendees who got ripped off by the production company behind the experience, House of Illuminati, it was nothing more than a, just a cavernous space sparsely filled with posters, 
a few actors doing their best in a bad situation, some pathetic props, a new creature called the unknown. Yeah. And uh, a few people dressed up as Oompa Loompas working at what appeared to be Willy Wonka's meth lab. Yeah, and the iconic image. Yeah. Get, like, that needs to be in... Uh, Get that woman some PPE. She's breathing in the chocolate fumes. Yeah. Well, this image needs to be, like, one of those uh, end-of-year... Like, Time Magazine needs to have this in there. Because it is, yeah. it is now iconic. So there's still a lot to unpack here, but we're going to read from some of the original reporting in The Guardian while we show some of the photos and the footage from inside the experience. It was billed as a celebration of chocolate in all its delightful forms, but ended up a tragic tale worthy of an Oompa Loompa song. Police were called to a venue in Glasgow last weekend after furious families who had spent hundreds of pounds on the Willie's chocolate experience complained about the awful event that left children in tears and was abruptly canceled midway through. The event publicity promised giant mushrooms, candy canes, and chocolate fountains, along with special audio and visual effects, all narrated by dancing Oompa Loompas. But instead, when eager families turned up to the address in Whitinch, an industrial area of Glasgow, they discovered a sparsely decorated warehouse with a scattering of plastic props, a small bouncy castle, and some backdrops pinned against the walls. Did the bouncy castle have a ball pit inside? I don't know, but it should have. They should have just sent, Dashcon should have supplied. If you pay five extra British pounds, you get an extra five minutes in the bouncy castle. That ball pit is now filled with gobstoppers. Yeah. <laughs> it continues. After an immediate and angry response from early arrivals who demanded their money back, organizers called a halt to the event only hours after opening, but failed to inform later attendees, some of whom had traveled substantial distances and are now demanding their train costs be refunded too. Police Scotland confirmed that officers had been called to the venue after complaints. Paul Connell, an actor who had been hired by the company to perform at the event, told STV News of his shock when he arrived at the warehouse and realized that the rubric he had been given was impossible to fulfill because none of the promised props or special effects were there. Quote, My heart sank looking around. I just felt sad because I was aware of how many kids were going to be coming through. We were told to hand the kids a couple of jelly beans and a quarter cup of lemonade at the end. Yeah, there's video here, footage. Here's your lemonade. There's video footage of that where it's just like, Tapping out like a single jelly bean into their hand. The kids just being like, okay. Well, uh, now count yourself lucky because those are magic beans. Yes, if plant you, that bean in your garden you'll have unlimited beans. It's, it's like the marshmallow experiment. Yeah. Like, can, do you want to enjoy one jelly bean now? Or can you wait to go home and plant that jelly bean and have unlimited jelly beans later? Yeah. Huh? Huh? We're working with what we got here, kids. So two of the standout performances from this event were, of course, the depressed-looking Oompa Loompas at the meth table and an entirely new and original character in the Willy Wonka universe, the unknown. The unknown! <laughs> Which, despite being unknown, was described by one of the actors as an evil chocolate maker that lives in the walls of the factory. Yes, this factory's haunted. Yeah. By the unknown. By the unknown. It's not a ghost. It's just a rival chocolate maker who lives in the walls. Mm -hmm. It's like the Phantom of the Opera, but for chocolate. You got, you kids get it. And the unknown, uh, yeah, genuinely scary yeah. costume for small children. And they were scared when they saw that. <laughs> they were not, they did not like the unknown. Now, regarding the Oompa Loompa, it's hard not to empathize with the actress in such a position because who wouldn't look depressed after spending even a few hours staring into the disappointed faces of children? But more photos and first-hand interactions have come out since the initial photo went viral, and they paint a picture of a person who is really trying to do their best and make kids happy, despite 
the experience lacking in every other conceivable way. And she genuinely seemed like a really nice person who took the gig to make people smile. But she's also a victim in all this because she, along with the other actors, were never paid for their work, and we highly doubt that that's going to happen. Here's some excerpts from an article in the Daily Mail, uh, and they spoke directly with the woman who played the Oompa Loompa. Actresses who were promised hundreds of pounds to perform at a catastrophic Willy Wonka experience in Glasgow that saw furious parents call the police on the organizers have said they were given pound shop costumes and haven't been paid. One of the actresses Mr. Cool hired for his event, Kirsty Patterson, was promised 500 pounds for two days' work. Speaking to Mail Online, she confirmed that not only had she not been paid, she also hadn't been briefed on what her role would involve. She explained, I was angry at the time because I felt like this is embarrassing for me, yes, <laughs> and I felt bad for the people coming in as well. I actually ended up shouting at the guy. I just said to him, he's a joke, and this is, like, embarrassing, and how can he basically live with himself doing this <laughs> to people? This is really embarrassing for me. My job is teaching kids yoga, and I go into schools and stuff, and I do kids entertainment. This is none of our fault at all. We got the job, and then we got given the script. By that point, I'd signed a contract, and they said they were going to put us $500 for the two days, which is a lot of money, which is a lot of money to say no to. I got stuck to the jelly bean bit, and by that point, I felt awful. There was a part where they were saying it was like a science lab, and you were supposed to hand out jelly beans, and by that point, they had run out of jelly beans. So I was just trying to make, slightly, make it slightly exciting for the kids. Then I walked off scene because I was so embarrassed. I went mental about the guy and feel awful about the whole thing, like I really honestly do. And I walked off because I was just like feeling so shit for the kids. <laughs> the whole thing has just been awful. The whole thing has just been complete and utter shambles. It was shocking, honestly. And they also spoke to another one of the actresses, Jenny Fogarty, who commented on the script that they were given, which uh, again, appeared to have been written by AI. And how based on that, it seemed like it would be a pretty incredible event. Like, yeah. They got the scripts and they're oh, like, Oh, wow. wow, you're really planning on doing a lot of interesting stuff here. Spe a lot of special effects. This is going to be pretty cool. Yeah, this is like on par with uh, like the Waterworld uh, show at Universal. Yeah. Uh, this, 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 where's, where's the stunt coordinator? This warehouse must just be the staging area. So who's rigging up all of the uh, interactive elements? Uh-huh. Oh, interesting. Hmm. So you, oh, okay. Here's what she said. There was meant to be a live performance of Willy Wonka taking the children through the factory. The script, I showed it to my partner, and we think it was AI-generated. There were parts in the script where we thought, oh, that sounds really good, because there were supposed to be interactive elements. There was a bit in the script where it was like, if you touch the grass, it will start laughing. And you thought, oh, so it's got sensors in it. That will be really cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, they got grass sensors. It starts laughing? Um, pretty cool. Uh, there were supposed to be bubble machines. There were supposed to be projectors. There was supposed to be so much more that was promised. Miss Fogarty, who has been taking up extra acting work for a few years, said she and two other female actors were made to wear sexy hen knight style costumes for the children's event. The costumes that were given on the morning of were like hen knight kind of sexy Oompa Loompa costumes, she said. It was only just lucky that we were all wearing tights. We weren't told anything to bring. They literally went down to the local, whatever the Scottish version of Spirit Halloween is. Yeah. And, uh, just, yeah. Loaded up last minute, said, well, here you go. I mean, it sounds like this Illuminati group made, uh, they made a lot of money. Because they didn't spend any. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I hope they get sued. They this probably class, will. Do they have class action lawsuits over there? We'll find out. It continues. Speaking of the disappointing event, Miss Fogarty said, 
When we arrived for the dress rehearsal, there wasn't a lot there, and we kind of thought they've just started it, and they'll be working all night, presumably. <laughs> this could be good. We were expecting them to put grass down or something. At one point, they told us, just get rid of the script. There's no show anymore. Just have people walk through, and I think that's when it kind of fell off a cliff. They ran out of sweets. We were told, actually, in the script we were given, that the Oompa Loompas were supposed to be given, like, big baskets of sweets to, like, hand out. But when we got there, we were like, okay, what sweets? We can't just have people come in and, like, just look at us. We were just told to improvise. Improvise a story or just grab some pick and mix. So we were actually given, like, little paper bags of pick and mix to hand out. It wasn't right. No, no, it wasn't. Uh, the woman from the Oompa Loompa photo that went viral spoke to another outlet later in the week, Vulture, and she echoed a lot of the same sent sentiments as before, but also spoke about the reactions from attendees and how hysterically short the entire experience actually was. Regarding the reactions from children who showed, she said, they were quite upset. <laughs> I think they were confused, but it was more the parents. I just looked at them, and I think they must have known when they looked at me. An older couple said to me, I really, really hope you get paid well for this. <laughs> When the first round of kids came in, don't get me wrong, it's still an incredibly, shockingly bad set, but we did our lines and everything well. We just had a bit of fun with it. I don't know how else you can put sprinkles on shit, but we are trying to be the sprinkles on shit. I was going around and feeling really embarrassed. After we did it the first time, the organizers were like, just abandon the script and let the guests walk through. <laughs> uh, the interviewer then asks how long the walkthrough of the entire experience would have been, and she replied, I'm telling you, this would have taken about two minutes. I've never experienced anything like this in my life. Wow. Uh, Kirsty Patterson also made an appearance on Good Morning Britain on Friday, where she was interviewed about her participation in the event, fully confirming that this disaster has gone mainstream in every conceivable way. In a transatlantic way, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, honestly, we would not be surprised if, at this point, the production company working on the sequel to Wonka are trying to squeeze in a reference to... The Unknown. That would be amazing. Somewhere in the actual screenplay, because wow, what a character. I know, everyone loves The Unknown. The Unknown. He lives in the walls. He's trying to steal your recipes and, for chocolate. And just like the Babadook, it's a gay icon. I mean, yeah. Everyone was like, why is The Unknown so shy? <laughs> <He's doing> <laughs> <like> <laughs> Who is she? Uh, there were people trying to say that they were The Unknown on TikTok. Yeah, there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of that going around. A lot of, like, I'm involved. A lot of lying around this, which yeah. is funny. Um, but yeah, in addition to the Oompa Loompas, though, the actor who played Willy Wonka, or as we will soon come to find out, Willy McDuff. That's the character's name. Not because Willy that's Wonka. what the AI called him, so that's, yeah. that's what it is. Uh, he also released some videos of his experience with the production on TikTok, so here's a few short clips of that. But basically, he echoes a lot of the previous statements about the script being absurd and how they all just tried to do the best job they could with what they were given. I got cast as the part on the Thursday. Um, um, was told that I needed to learn the script for the Friday. So I said, no problem, send it over. The script was 15 pages, monologue, pretty much, of AI-generated gibberish. But one of my favourite lines was, there is a man who lives here, his name is not known. So we call him the unknown. We were told on the uh, experience to hand out a jelly bean one jelly bean uh, per child, um, and a quarter of a cup of Tesco's own brand lemonade. That was what the children got. No, no chocolate. 
there was no chocolate to be had at this chocolate factory. Rightfully so, people were furious. They were shouting. There was people filming things on their phone. Uh, there was there was things being broken, things being stolen. Apparently, um, I I just walked into this after my lunch um, and was was told to hide, <laughs> which I was like, "What has happened?" And we'll keep it very brief, but uh, this this actor might be in the midst of a bit of a milkshake duck situation. Again, it's hard to tell what's yeah, real and what isn't. It's just with everything someone that's on going TikTok, on. but there are there are uh, allegations that this person, while teaching drama uh, to teenagers as a might have been in a relationship as a man in his early twenties, may have had uh, an inappropriate relationship with a student. Yeah, um, but moving on though, would you believe it? Someone has leaked the entire script, the oh, AI no. created script. Oh no. And I have never been happier to force Elliot no! to read something in character. So he oh. better not let me down or all of you down. And uh, first of all, in the script, they appear to go out of their way to avoid any direct references. To uh, the which film is or weird because it's like, wasn't this advertised as the Willy Wonka experience? No, it was Willy's chocolate experience or something. So it starts with Wonky Doodles at McDuff's Chocolate Factory, a script. Wonky Doodles? Willy McDuff. Introduction and audience interaction before entering the Garden of Enchantment. And uh, all right, Elliot, I will do the stage direction. And also, uh, surprise, I've got uh, some props for you from our own local oh, my Spirit Halloween. What here's the a, fuck is this? There's a cane Does here. Wonka even use a cane? I think he does. This is like a cane. This is like a shepherd's cane. And then here's a top hat. Oh, my there God. You go. I'm the Broadway Baron. Yeah, <laughs> you are the Broadway Baron. <laughs> Uh, it's time for drama. It's time for. Shut up! You're supposed to be Willy Wonka. It's time for drama. You're supposed to be Willy McDuff right now. Okay, get into character. This is serious, serious All business. Right. All right, I'm gonna do like the stage direction and stuff here, uh, and uh, we're not gonna do the entire script, just some select parts. All right, but here you go. Okay. A whimsical, bright, and keep in mind, this is this is what parents like thought they were going to expect. Yeah, this is what was supposed to happen in this experience. Mm -hmm. A whimsical, brightly lit stage that hints at the magic of the Garden of Enchantment beyond. Willie McDuff, a character of eccentric charm and wit, stands before the curtain that separates the mundane from the magical. The audience is buzzing with anticipation. With a and Elliot enters with a grandiose flourish. Ladies, gentlemen, and esteemed guests of all ages, welcome. I am Willie McDuff, your humble guide on this journey to the extraordinary, the spectacular, the downright magical Garden of Enchantment. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> ah, I see we have some enthusiasts among us. But before we proceed, a few formalities. Well, not so formal if I have anything to say about it. Now I must ask, who among you has brought their sense of wonder? Show hands, please. Audience members raise their hands, some enthusiastically, others more timidly. And this is, yes, this is written into it, all of these reactions by the AI. Like, some yeah. people are going to be a bit timid about this it. This is when they're going to be like, wow, this was well <laughs> worth my money. Uh, so it continues, Elliot as Willie McDuff. Splendid! And who has packed an extra pair of socks? You know, in case the first pair gets knocked off by sheer amazement! Audience, audience laughs again. A few hands remain Wait. raised. <laughs> yes, a few people did bring extra <laughs> pairs of socks. Well, I didn't. I didn't bring any socks. I'm gonna put my hand down. 
Ah, we have some well-prepared adventurers. Excellent. Your journey into the garden will be one of awe, of laughter, and perhaps a mild case of bewilderment. But fear not, for I, Willie Macduff, have traversed its paths many a time and have only gotten lost thrice. Audience chuckles, enjoying Macduff's self-deprecating humor. <laughs> now the Willie character brings them to the first room, the Garden of Enchantment, and please keep in mind everything, keep in mind everything <laughs> that you've seen that we've shown you from the actual experience. All of the, the photos of the sparse uh, set decorating. Keep that in mind as we read more from the script. Willie McDuff leads the audience with a dramatic gesture towards the curtain, which slowly begins to open, revealing the first glimpses of the Garden of Enchantment as lights and sounds from the magical realm spill into the auditorium. Wow. Ending the scene on a high note of anticipation and excitement. The stage transforms into a vibrant, mystical garden of enchantment filled with oversized, colorful flowers, twinkling lights, and mysterious pathways. Willie McDuff, with his distinct attire and a sparkle in his eyes, is joined by the playful Wonka-doodles, which I guess are the Oompa Loompas. Wonky-doodles, yeah. Uh, each holding baskets brimming with an assortment of whimsical sweets. Ah, welcome! Welcome to the heart of the Garden of Enchantment, a place where wonders never cease, and the sweets are as enchanting as the surroundings. Careful there, our garden stones are known to be quite the sweet tooths. Now, dear guests, feel free to explore, but beware of the giggle grass. It's been known to induce spontaneous laughter! <laughs> They do this whole bubble thing where there's supposed to be a ton of bubble makers causing wonderment and Whoa! play. There you go. Remember, in the Garden of Enchantment, every moment is a chance for magic. Every corner hides a story, and every bubble boop, holds a dream. He opens his hand, and the bubble gently pops releasing a small twinkling light that ascends into the rafters, leaving the audience- How the fuck were they gonna do that? In awe. So apparently, yes, the uh, Willy Wonka actor has to do literal magic during the- <laughs> Wow. You hired the right guy for the job. Yes. <laughs> Boo. So yeah, let's skip forward a bit to see where mm, the unknown fits, <laughs> dun, into, dun, dun. fits into all of this. They leave the enchanted garden and head towards the dark and mysterious twilight tunnel. Willie McDuff, with a lantern in hand, gathers the audience at the threshold, where shadows dance and an air of mystery envelops the space. The wonky doodles huddle close. Huddle close, wonky doodles. Their usual mirth replaced by an eager anticipation mixed with a hint of apprehension. Beyond this point lies a realm of shadows and whispers, a place where the mysteries of the night come alive. But fear not, for though the path may be veiled in darkness, it is also speckled with the light of a thousand twilight stars. And as we step into the shadows, remember, it is in the darkness that the light shines brightest. So I ask you, are you ready to embrace the unknown and discover the secrets that lie within? Deep within the serpentine pathways of the twilight tunnel, the atmosphere grows tense as Willie McDuff gathers the audience in a semicircle. His face is illuminated by the flickering light of his lantern, casting long shadows on the walls. The group's laughter and whispers fade as Willie begins to speak in a grave tone. <laughs> my, my dear adventurers, we stand on the precipice of a discovery most wondrous and perilous. 
But within these ancient walls lurks a tale not yet told of an evil chocolate maker known only as the Unknown. This fiendish foe has long coveted one of my most cherished creations, the Anti-Graffiti Gobstopper, a marvel of confectionery science designed to aid, oh, not just any soul, but the tireless guardians of cleanliness, our beloved mums, and yes, dads too, but especially mums, from the endless scourge of dirty socks strewn about by youthful adventurers. What, again with the socks. No! Where are the children? Where are the children? <laughs> oh, yes, it's me. Ah, the unknown. Willie McDuff and his band of intrepid explorers. You have something I desire, don't you? And with your unwitting aid, it shall be mine. The anti-graffiti gobstopper will no longer clean your world. It will turn them to chaos at my command. You there. Yes, you. You will assist me in acquiring this precious suite. Together we shall rewrite the rules of cleanliness and order. Uh, and then the unknown is explained away <laughs> as a ghost of some kind that explains that uh, joy can get rid of all the bad vibes. They venture into a lemonade room where the kids are given lemonade at this point uh, in the real experience. Here's some lemonade. Now at this point you'd be like, as a, as a parent, you'd be like, I don't think I want lemonade for my kids. You can uh, keep whatever's yeah. in that cup away from them. I'd at least be a little hesitant, so. Next, they go into the Imagination Lab, a land of confectionery wonders, and then Willie McDuff talks about all these secret inventions. Let's not forget our secret inventions, the soup-flavored jelly beans designed to keep the wee ones clean, hot, and spicy beans that attract the birds. That's a story for another day, or perhaps a question for your parents. What the fuck? I think he means birds like the British way, like is ladies. He, is he handing out Viagra jelly beans? I also like that, do you think they changed it to like, it's like these jelly beans suck, you don't even want them. Uh, that way they can have yeah. extra? Oh no. No, these are no. terrible, they taste like soup. You can't have these jelly beans without first consulting your doctor. Uh, so the audience chuckles, appreciating the playful innuendo. <laughs> yes, yes. We all understand, yes, we've seen Austin Powers. Oh, yes, and my favorite, the boogerberry bean, freshly made from Grandpa's old crusty hanky. A taste that's, well, let's just say, uniquely exquisite. What the? Kids, you don't want these beans. We only have so here, many of them. Here at Willie's Factory, we make a bunch of candy that fucking sucks. We got booger no beans. No one likes it. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, like, disgusting. Yeah. So the script ends with a tasting zone, which obviously didn't exist in the final version because all the kids got was one or two jelly beans and a half cup of lemonade. But then <laughs> there is a final battle between Willie and the, and the unknown, which obviously got thrown out before the experience went live. Uh, so I guess this might be the, the first and last time that the final battle between the unknown and Willie McDuff actually happened. <sighs> Yeah, take a sip of your candy. He's got the fizzy lifting drinks, folks. Whoa! Okay, so hold up some fake candy now, though. Uh, it's okay, you can imagine it. Behold, the culmination of imagination and ingenuity. The anti-graffiti gobstopper. A sweet so powerful it can make any room sparkle without lifting a finger. But it seems our friend, the unknown, <laughs> would rather use it for less tidy purposes. That's right, McDuff 
Imagine the chaos, the absolute power of turning tidiness into turmoil. Hand it over, and I might consider sparing your precious lab. In the spirit of imagination and the pursuit of joy, I cannot let that happen. If it's a showdown you want, it's a showdown you'll get. <clears throat> Stage direction. Suddenly the room transforms into a battlefield of lights and lasers. Wow. Willie uses a device resembling a futuristic remote, activating traps and illusions around the lab to thwart the unknown's advances. Okay, so trap me. You're trapped. You think these parlor tricks will stop me? I've come too far to be foiled now. I shoot lasers at Willie McDuff. It's not about stopping you with tricks, but with creativity. For every dark intention, there's a light of innovation ready to shine through. Willie activates a machine that releases a dazzling display of holographic images, momentarily disorienting the unknown. Seizing the opportunity, Willie sets the anti-graffiti gobstopper into a contraption that amplifies its cleanup capabilities, sending a wave of sparkling cleanliness towards me, the unknown, neutralizing his device and rendering him harmless. No! No, my plans! Thwarted by tidiness! The guests cheer as the unknown is gently swept up by a robotic vacuum, Whoa. humorously ending the confrontation. And so, my friends, we see that even in the face of darkness, the light of imagination, joy, and a bit of clever cleaning can prevail. Let us remember, the greatest adventures and the most enduring victories are those we achieve together. <sighs> Where's my flowers? <laughs> Wow, that was dog shit. <laughs> I'll leave a tip on the uh, video instead of sending yeah. flowers. In lieu of flowers. Acting does not pay well. And it's also very hot. Yeah. Uh, scene ends with Willie McDuff and the guests re reveling in their success of their imaginative endeavor, reinforcing the power of unity and the endless possibilities that lie within the realms of imagination and innovation. Scene. Well, I, I think the uh, the local theater community can rest assured that AI is not <laughs> coming for their jobs anytime soon. I propose that we get Joel Rubin on the phone to turn this into a full-blown stage play. Yeah. To perform one time at RTX sometime. Yeah, wasn't there supposed to be songs? We yeah. Need, we, need, we need Joel to get, get to oh, work on Oh, he'll be on, on it in songs. no time, no time, yeah. Um, and so concludes one of the funniest stories of the year of 2024 so far. One that will absolutely go down in history having left its mark on this moment in time. All we can hope for now is that cameo by The Unknown in the next Wonka movie. Make it happen. Also, uh, the main Wonka actor, like we said, uh, currently maybe in the process of becoming a milkshake duck. Not enough info as of when we filmed this episode, but we'll end the whole saga with a quote from one of the parents who brought their kids to the experience and spoke with it, uh, spoke about it with the uh, New York Times, saying, the worst part of all, there was no chocolate. Yeah, that's a great point. Like, I feel like that's the, that is, that, that's the first box you check when you are making a Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory themed event is, um, people are gonna show up with chocolate on the brain. Yeah. You better have some fucking chocolate. We have two jelly beans. One is soup, and the other one is grandfather's boogers. Okay, well, I don't want either of those. How about a half a glass of lemonade? Yeah, what a disaster. Yeah. 
Whew, uh, man, it is spicy in here. Let's 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 continue on and finish out the episode. Yeah. So moving on from total frauds to something that is fraud adjacent, and an idea that was so roundly disliked by everyone online that the idea was quickly reverted by the company who pitched it. We're of course talking about fast food chain Wendy's and their brilliant idea to enact dynamic pricing to their menu through the installation of digital menu boards across all their locations, which theoretically meant that they could alter the price of menu items whenever they wanted, and also meant that they could potentially enact some sort of surge pricing to the menu so that the prices would go up during higher traffic times, like lunch or dinner. Just turn your local fast food place into the New York Stock Exchange. (laughs) Or Uber used on to a be, Friday night. Do you remember the bar by New York Comic Con that used to be the beer exchange and they would lower yeah. the prices and raise the I've prices? I've been to a couple bars like that. Yeah. I, I think at bars, it's like, it makes more sense. Like, yo, we're having a sale on PBR right now. Because there's a, so many options. Yeah. This is, a, this is just like... This is a shrewd business move. Yeah, this yeah. is like everything on the menu is more expensive. Yeah. So this caused the deluge of memes and mockery from people who posted as though they were day trading Wendy's hamburgers uh, and or reselling burgers and fries on <laughs> StockX. The original reporting came from the company's CEO, Kirk Tanner, during an earnings call where he said the following. We are planning to invest approximately $20 million to roll out digital menu boards to all U.S. company-operated restaurants by the end of 2025 and approximately $10 million over the next two years to support digital menu board enhancements for the global system. Beginning as early as 2025, we will begin testing more enhanced features like dynamic pricing and day part offerings along with AI-enabled menu changes and suggestive selling. Would you like some of grandfather's boogers for your lunch? Uh, That's especially funny because we've seen so many examples of people being like, oh, let's let the AI come up with some recipes. And it's like, (laughs) here's how you make mustard gas. Here's a mustard gas souffle. Or it's just something fucking disgusting. Yeah, we've got the bleach and ammonia uh, frosty for you guys. Because ChatGPT does not have taste buds. It does not know what food tastes like. It's hallucinating. It's, uh, it's not a good source on no. what you should or for <laughs> you make or eat. Uh, so anyway, in an update to customers, Wendy's basically tried to claim that this was actually so that they could give everyone discounts. And you they, guys were way off. We actually were doing this to help the consumer. Uh, yeah, so they, they aren't going to be doing any surge pricing at all. And they, they wonder how anyone even got that idea by simply listening to the words that their CEO said out loud to investors. That's weird that you would think that. <laughs> Here's the update via ABC News. Wendy's is pushing back on reports that the restaurant chain will increase menu prices. Wendy's issued a statement Tuesday saying that it is investing $20 million into high-tech digital menu boards that would have the capability to update prices in real time. We said these menu boards would give us more flexibility to change the display of featured items. This was misconstrued in some media reports as an intent to raise prices when demand is highest at our restaurants. We have no plans to do that and would not raise prices when our customers are visiting us most. And Wendy's added that any changes would be designed to benefit our customers and restaurant crew members. Digital menu boards could allow us to change the menu offerings at different times of the day and offer discounts and value offers to our customers more easily, particularly in the slower times of day, the fast food chain continued. Wendy's has always been about providing high quality food at a great value, and customers can continue to expect that from our brand. Dave Thomas is spinning in his grave. Yes. Because you know why those burgers are always square at Wendy's? Because they don't cut corners. Because Dave Thomas never cut corners. 
Uh, so yeah, I, I do love that uh, Wendy's corporate is acting as though it is very bizarre that anyone would interpret dynamic pricing as a negative to the consumer when the idea was literally brought up on an, by an executive during an investor call. Yeah, there's, and also just, you know, dynamic pricing, yes, I guess it could go either way. Has there ever been an example of it going the way that benefits the consumer? No. I mean, that could be cool. Be like, hey, no one's no one's eating at Wednesdays at like 11 a.m. Mm -hmm. on a Tuesday. So uh, come on down at 11 on a Tuesday we got all and the save a dollar of uh, what? I, yeah, like, but that's I'll, not I'll how it is. I'll never go back though because they changed the frosty recipe. Oh, did they? Yeah, it doesn't taste the same anymore. Well, that's a shame. Mm-hmm. Speaking of scams, though, insurance and disability scams are a tale as old as time. Someone gets injured and milks their insurance or whatever for as long as humanly possible or straight up fakes an injury in order to claim insurance and disability. It's like right on the edge of like almost being a cool crime because fuck insurance companies. They they ruin people's financial lives for sport. Yeah. Um, it's still not cool because in reality, these kind of things drive up the insurance rates for everyone else yeah, because like they're the, going to make their money regardless. The fact that there are scammers means that these companies have to invest a lot of manpower and money into investigating claims, yeah. uh, which, yes, it negatively affects everyone else. Yeah. Now, typically, people aren't very blatant about their scams. And you would assume that most people who decide to risk it all and scam their insurance company would, at the very least, keep up appearances by not participating in strenuous activities specifically in public, while being photographed in an official setting. Yeah. In an official competition, nonetheless. At least put on like a, put on like a, some sort of wig and a mask yeah, before exactly. you do it and be like, I'm not who you think I am. I'm the you unknown. Don't you don't know who I am. But uh, unfortunately, that's exactly what the woman in this next story did. And she did it in arguably the funniest way possible. By participating in a sanctioned tree-throwing competition and appearing in multiple photographs that show her absolutely hurling a decent-sized Christmas tree through the air and winning the event while she was supposed to be disabled. Uh, bravo. Well done. I mean, listen, you hear tree throwing, you're like, wow, that's some, like, fucking Paul Bunyan shit. But, like, it's a, we, pretty much any able-bodied, well, there, I guess, they're, they're in, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. It, the mean, pictures do tell a story. It where, is being hurled. What was her supposed disability? She got, uh, unfortunately, she did get in a car accident that apparently wasn't her fault. Okay. Yeah. But this this happened, apparently it's been going on for a while, and this happened like the year that the wreck happened. The tree throwing. Maybe she's, you know, maybe she had I was a, feeling really good that she day. She had a good day. Yeah, exactly. You're not allowed to have a good day? <laughs> I don't see a problem with it. Here's the New York Post. A woman in Ireland lost more than $800,000 in an injury lawsuit stemming from a car crash after photos showed her launching a Christmas tree during a post-holiday competition and winning the event. Camilla Grabska, 36, sued an insurance agency in the country, RSA Insurance, after a 2017 car crash she claimed caused her debilitating neck and back pain that prevented her from holding down a job for five years, the Irish Independent reported. Newspaper reports, however, soon resurfaced of Grabska competing in a Christmas tree throwing event on January 8th, 2018, nearly a year after the accident supposedly left her with disabling pain. The Irish High Court reviewed a photo of Grabska launching a tree, which the judge, Carmel Stewart, described as a very graphic picture, according to the Telegraph. The competition involves people throwing roughly five-foot spruce trees as far as they are able. It is a very large, natural Christmas tree, and it is being thrown by her in a very agile movement. I'm afraid I cannot but conclude the claims were entirely exaggerated. 
On that basis, I propose to dismiss the claim, the judge said, according to the Irish Independent. Grabska denied that she faked her injuries while in court, saying she was trying to live a normal life, according to the Telegraph. Just because I'm disabled doesn't mean I have to give up on all the normal things that everyone does all the time. Like, you know, going out, having a nice dinner sometimes, throwing a Christmas tree in a competition. Signing up for an official competition. Throwing the Christmas tree farther than anyone else and winning the prize for being... The, the person able to throw the Christmas tree the farthest. Getting photographed while doing so, and then getting photographed uh, holding up my plaque for winning the competition. Yeah, my disability is not my identity. It's, yes. just, uh, it's just a part of me. I think it's fine. You know, you have one good day for your mental health, and then everyone pounces on you. I mean, maybe throwing the tree, like, maybe that helped her, like, pop her back. Yeah. Maybe it felt good. Could have. We don't know. Yeah. I, I would need to see more about these uh, injuries and... Uh, these claims and whatnot. Yeah, in the cool court, uh, it is uh, undetermined. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, no sponsor this week. You are the sponsor. If you liked our reenactment of the Willy Wonka AI experience, go ahead and like the video, leave a tip, become a member, because these props cost us 45 American dollars. Wait, really? Yeah. It's off season. You know how hard it was to find this stuff? Can't even get dressed up for a silly little bit in Joe Biden's economy. You almost had to dress like a leprechaun because all they have is uh, St. Patrick's Day stuff right now. (laughs) Oh, right. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, if if you're curious, that is at least two, maybe three avocado toasts that we could have had instead. So you're the sponsor. Do do with that however you want, but at the very least, leave us a like. And now we will get into the headlines. The weirdest, craziest, wildest headlines from around the world this week, starting with... Donald Trump says he's too rich to put up $90 million bond. I can't do it. I've got too much money. Uh, the way that this is explained is like, she... The e. Jean, this is the E. Jean Carroll one. Yeah, so I was about to ask, which case is this? <laughs> and uh, one of her... Uh, bit of testimony is that like of course he can cover this yeah and 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 so his team is using that to say like he's good for it he shouldn't have to post a bond in order to uh fight the judgment because she already claimed that he had enough money to cover it so the court should say that that's fine enough so he shouldn't have to put the money up interesting logic or lack thereof but um I, i guess they're just gonna do whatever yeah, it is quite the, do whatever they can do. quite the excuse to be like, I'm too rich to pay that. No, thing. you can't find me. I'm too rich. Uh, also, uh, in sort of related news, the Supreme Court is taking up the whether it's illegal for him to run or not case. So, And I'm going to go ahead and safely assume that they will say that it's perfectly no. fine for him to run. No, the uh, Supreme Court always makes the wrong decision. Stop having faith in institutions. Mm-hmm. Next headline. Humpback whales captured mating for the first time were engaged in gay sex. <laughs> this fucking rules, because first of all, it's like, I would have assumed by this point, we would have, would have we seen humpback males wh- mating, humpback, humpback whales mating, not humpback males waiting. But uh, this is, like, there's a lot of animals in the world that we've ne- never have been observed mating, and so, like, it's a big mystery about it. You gotta be in the right place at the right time. Yeah, it's like lightning striking. Yeah, it's, I mean, you can And then sort to of, have, it hap- have gay sex happen in front of you, I don't know if that's more common or not with the humpback whales, but I would assume... That's uh, it's also a pretty rare occurrence. Yeah, like, I mean, we've 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 known that the that uh, the animal kingdom they they it's a fuck fest. They out swing there. both ways out yeah. there, mm-hmm. but um, this one's especially wild because that's like the animal one kingdom of the, is one giant polycule. One of the biggest, I think, like second or third largest animal. Oh, on did the you see the, the picture of its cock? Yeah, it's like the size of a bus. <laughs> 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 like holy shit! Yeah, yeah. 
Well, uh, in other <laughs> whale news... Jair Bolsonaro is under investigation in Brazil for allegedly harassing a whale off Sao Paulo. Didn't this already happen? Wasn't there... I, 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 if this is an old headline, I'm not sure, but uh, he it was... Well, he was spotted jet skiing next to it, yeah. and now he's facing, like, a fine for it. Oh, like, it's official? Because, yeah. yeah, he was accused... There was a man out, like, this was, like, last year at some point. There was someone out in the water on a jet ski, like, pissing off whales, and people are like, get the fuck away from that whale. And they're like, wait, is that former President Jair Bolsonaro? This guy is obsessed with weird, like, doing weird animal shit. He's getting attacked by birds all the time. Well, he's like... He's fucking with the whales. He's, like, conservative to that degree where he's, like... He's, like, cutting down the fucking Amazon. He's like, oh, we're doing this so we have more, like, farmland. But he's like... No, actually, I just like cutting down trees. Yeah, I fucking hate this planet. I, I hate the earth. <laughs> yeah. Fuck the earth. Woo. Moving on. Let them eat flakes. Kellogg's CEO says poor families should consider cereal for dinner. Uh, buddy, poor families are already eating cereal for dinner, you yeah. fucking dickhead. Yeah. Uh, also, <laughs> in like the reporting for this, they're like, Kellogg's oh, is like... Oh, why did I think of that before? Uh, it, it's a very nutritious replacement for... A, and it's like, no, th specifically the Kellogg cereals and the ones that they're promoting in the ads, which is like Frosted Flakes and Fruit Loops, are just riddled yeah, with, with complex carbohydrates and diabetes. sugar. Diabetes. You're going to yes. get diabetes. Uh, but also, they were talking about how, I guess, last year or the year before, there was a promotional event to where if you submitted like proof that your family was eating cereal for dinner, you could win a $5,000 prize. Because like, they were like legitimately trying to promote it as uh, a a option for dinner. Like yeah. everyone's feeling the squeeze in Joe Biden's economy, so why not have Frosted Flakes for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Yeah, that's just fucking depressing. Not that I have any incentive for that as the CEO of Kellogg's, but yeah. uh, maybe you should do it why, anyway. Why don't you do it, sir? <laughs> I want to see you eat fucking oh, I'm not cocoa puffs for dinner. <laughs> oh, but you said it was part of a balanced breakfast. There's a, a a story about the when they originally started putting sugar on the they they added it to it in the box. Yeah, was that uh, apparently because the old fashioned way you just get your your cornflakes and you have a spoon of sugar. Yeah, yeah. And apparently uh, the sugar that they have added into stuff like Frosted Flakes is nearly double the amount that the average person would shake onto their cereal because it would yeah. be too sweet after that. Yeah. Um... That's great. Also, we all know cornflakes were invented to stop masturbation. Right. Yeah. The, the original Kellogg's guy, real freak, he <laughs> invented, he thought by inventing the blandest uh, food imaginable, it would stop people from thinking naughty thoughts. Yeah. And then once he was out of the picture, they were like, all right. Put the sugar in Put there. a fucking <laughs> day's worth of sugar in each bowl. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to get people horny yeah. with this cereal. Yeah. And we're going we're gonna to hire a mascot, big sexy tiger. <laughs> yeah. He's going to get people horny. Yeah. <laughs> It's a new Kellogg's over here. We're a horny company. Yeah, they, they certainly are. We jack off at Kellogg's. <laughs> uh, next headline, man makes $2.3 million off insider trading by snooping on wife's remote work calls. What's the crime? Uh, sno snooping and doing insider trading. He, uh, his wife worked for a company that was going to be acquired by BP. I think oh, it was the BP. oil company. Yeah, and he was like one room over, just listening to all of those calls about being acquired. So he invested in his wife's company, bought like, you know, like a hundred thousand dollars worth of stocks, and then immediately sold it and made two point three million dollars. I think so. There are very like specific rules about what constitutes insider trading, but like I think if he has his home office right next to hers and can hear what's happening through the walls or something without any effort on his part, like, I think it's fair game at that point. I could be wrong. I don't know. The, the, I all the finance of... people let us know, but, like, they're, like, because 
I mean, let's like the most extreme example of this is like you're just at a coffee shop. You're yeah. just walking, minding your own fucking business, and someone tells you like a business secret. And if you act upon that, is are you committing a crime? I don't think so. Uh, there's so many coffee shops in this city where you can hear people just openly sh- talking shit about their fucking companies. It's uh, bizarre. Yeah, no, and then like, especially with like entertainment, like yeah. you definitely you hear stuff where like e- if you have just even a passing knowledge of like certain names and companies around, you're like, I probably shouldn't be hearing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You should probably take this call outside. Jacob Wall was right, but around, yeah. the, but about the wrong things. Yeah. Uh, but no, it, it was a little bit worse than that because I believe at least at some part of it was like during the pandemic and they were just like vacationing remote and so they were in like the same hotel room or something. Well, yeah, she should have gone to the business center. Yeah. <laughs> Locked herself in one of those I, I don't see how there was a crime committed here. Well, who knows? Missouri GOP candidate for governor was only honorary KKK member. Let's be clear, guys. Uh, uh, I think you're confusing things here. I was made an honorary member. There's been a lot of talk about me being in the Ku Klux Klan. But no, they just honored me with a, and, with a you know, free you're, membership. You're probably picturing me uh, in a white uh, cloak with a, maybe a torch, riding a horse, terrorizing local African Americans. Mm-hmm. You could not be any further from the truth. What actually happened is the KKK liked me so much that they made me an honorary member. Uh, they even, thought that my policies aligned with their views so much that they, you know, they said, let's pretend that you were in the KKK. In, so the, completely different. The article that I'm about to reference from the local news, they he also admits that he was at a cross burning, but said it was for a religious event. Not, it had nothing to do with racism. Okay. Uh, so th- this is from their reporting. The Riverfront Times reached out via text message and asked McClanahan if he was the man pictured in front of the burning cross in the image shared by Dogan. McClanahan replied, it's an invisible empire. Yes, it's me. But he denied ever being in the KKK. No, I am not, and I have never been, he wrote back. He then sent us a photo of Elvis squaring off in a mock fisticuffs with Muhammad Ali. You like that? It's just like Chaya doing the blowjob image. That's an image this of a blowjob. Blow job. This is Elvis fighting Muhammad Ali. What do you think? Pretty cool, huh? Anyways, I was just an honorary member. It wasn't like I had to try very hard to be in it. Yeah, the they just clan, loved me. The clan likes me, and, I, and if I'm being honest, I like them a lot, but let's, let's not get it twisted. <laughs> <laughs> Republican blocks IVF bill because it could lead to human-animal chimeras. <laughs> ah! What a stupid country! Yeah, this woman, she's like, what's to stop people from uh, taking these embryos and mixing them with animal, animals and stuff? What, what year do you learn about chromosomes in high school? I think it's like sophomore year. I think that's when I got that lesson. I mean, obviously, even sooner, in like fucking seventh and eighth grade, you yeah. get like... Uh, you know, the basic genetics uh, lowdown. But, um, well, like, yeah, uh, this, okay. this woman probably didn't go to public school, uh, Elliot. And, it, and it, even if she did, she, in one of those states where it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. That's the that's the kind of brain trust we're working with here in the I, United States. I love that they're still going. I guess she didn't get the memo because they were doing all this IVF stuff and then, like, clearly, like, they... We might the, have gone too far. It, they pumped the brakes like, well, hold up. Well, no, they did. They had a bunch of people on record being like, yeah, it's dumb. We're going to reverse this. And then they voted to, like, keep it. I love it. Like, they, they if Joe Biden wins the second term, it'll be through no thanks to himself oh, or his was, party. Uh, it were, will be entirely at the fault of Republicans who have cannot resist the urge to just be so fucking weird and alienating to normal people in this country. That was the comments about his appearance on Seth Meyers' show. He did one of the late night shows, and 
at that point, it was like the IVF stuff, the border stuff, all this, all of these like yeah. these s- dumb moves by the Republican Party just handed to him on a silver platter, and he just kept saying over and over again about how Israel needs to has the right to defend itself. Stop talking just about don't Israel. Say anything. Like literally, like. If you're not going to do fucking anything to stop what's happening, and this happening, is after Bush shut got the fuck up. Immolated. This is yeah. like after that. It's like, buddy, there's so many things you can talk about, and honestly, you could uh, very easily change your opinion about what's happening uh, over there, and uh, maybe uh, at, le- at the very least, if you're not going to punish Israel for what they're doing, maybe pull back the funding that we're giving them. But instead, you're you're going on a on a late night show and being like, hey, I'm here to set the record straight. We love Israel, and uh, I'm not going to mention any of the stuff that the Republican Party is doing to hurt itself right now. Very stupid, short-sighted, of, yeah. and uh, Own goals. Granddaughter of El Chapo joins Hunt for Loch Ness Monster. Well, it's good, you know, there's a lot of ambition in this family, and, yeah. you know, I'm glad to see that she is uh, pursuing it in a way that is going to hurt fewer people. Yeah, it's uh, she's going out there to change the Guzman name. Yeah. It is weird. I mean, they got plenty of cryptids down in Mexico. Yeah, they have that, uh, uh, what is it, that half... Uh, the, the chupacabra, chupacabra, of course. The bloodsucker. But then there's uh, the president of Mexico, He's he was convinced that there was, I can't remember what they were, these little guys? Mm. Well, they have the aliens as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the tiny aliens. Yeah. Alienitos. Well, that's like that's like going away for college. You go to Loch Ness, you, you study the, the world's most famous cryptid, and then you come bring your, all your knowledge back so you can solve your, your problems locally. Yeah. 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 So it's good to have ambition. And, uh, you know, idle hands. Uh, they do the devil's work, so right. keep them busy. And the El Chapo family's probably great. Yeah, please just stay as busy as you can. Mm-hmm. Exxon CEO blames public for failure to fix climate change. This is all your fault. The Exxon CEO, he was like, he's like, oh, we've known that this is destroying the planet for decades. But the problem is, we want to pass on the cost to fix this yeah. to the consumer, and the consumer just refuses to pay, to pay it. I mean, he's not even entirely wrong. The, the way, I mean, we talk about this a lot, but like the way corporate structures, uh, the way things work is like they are under an obligation to their shareholders yeah. to make as much money as possible, drill as much oil as possible. That's capitalism, baby. They literally can't not. So they're like, look. Look, we got the science. Even we know this is probably bad, but like, why the fuck aren't you like, passing laws to stop us? In the article, they're talking about a type of jet fuel that like reduces drastically yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the uh, emissions. And they're like, but the uh, airlines won't pay for it. Sorry. Yeah, I was listening. There's an NPR piece about that recently. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyways, it's yeah. good to know that it's all our fault. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody to blame but ourselves. The real villain was you. Yeah. You did this. <laughs> Uh, Norfolk Southern CEO received 37% raise following derailment. Great job. And it was apparently his first year on the job. Well, I mean, he made the story go away. Sure. And he that shows that he is By, by derailing three more trains immediately afterwards. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Who can even keep track of which train derailed where anymore? Derailment? Which one are you talking about? I got derailments all over this country. Yeah. It happens every day. It's Give me a deal. bonus. That's cool. And final headline, half of vinyl buyers in the U.S. don't have a record player. New study shows. This is fine. Because I get, like, look, at the very least, people are buying physical media. Yeah, it's a collector's item. And yeah, it's a big version of the album art. It's the way the band wants to be presented. Um, And uh, theoretically, one day you hopefully will own a record player that you can enjoy. And I'd say there's probably, like, a good chunk of that 
50% who did buy a record player but didn't do the research and bought like a shitty like Crosley or some shit. Yeah, that this stopped, sounds awful. That stopped working after like six months. Yeah. So they no longer have a record player. Yes, but it is very good if you if you do invest in a somewhat decent record player to uh, listen to music intentionally and with focus instead of just having it as background noise in the car or whatever else. So if this causes more people to listen with intention, then I'm all yeah. for it. Plus, it's nice. It's a nice thing to be like, like I like this artist enough to physically purchase something. Yeah, that's that. the main way. Is like, because um, a lot of people, especially these days, can't afford to go to concerts and buy merchandise and stuff. So yeah. like, this is sure Urban Outfitters is getting a cut of this, but uh, you know, good for those people. Good for them. Anyways, what a long episode of oh, Weekly Weird no. News. We, uh, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> we gotta leave. Gotta go. <laughs> uh, please like the video. Leave a comment. Reply to a comment. Watch our previous videos from earlier this week. Uh, do whatever you can to help the channel grow. We really appreciate it. And we will see you next week for some more videos. See you next week in a world of pure imagination. No! Ah!